Hello, listeners! Welcome into the first episode of the Park Raiders Fantasy Mutiny. Happy to have you all here with us. My name's Robert Gonzalez, and this is Aiden Gross. What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in. And we will be your fantasy navigators for all the twists and turns that come this NFL season. This episode, we're going to discuss some of the leagues we are in and recap some of our draft strategies. So we have a starting off point that'll help kick off our week four waiver wire podcast. So let's get right into it, into our first segment. Oh, ship, we got ourselves a ship race. Holy ship, Robert. (laughs) So this is a segment where me and Aiden kind of tell you a little bit about our fantasy leagues and how we're doing in the pursuit of our own championship trophies. So I'm in two leagues. I usually do ESPN Fantasy on the Fantasy app, and in that league, I am 3-0, and which is very nice. I'm running good, undefeated. And then another league I'm doing is actually with my dad and his college friends, and their sons do it with him, so we all kind of do it together, and we pick together. So that is in a league, it's called the MFL Platinum website. And it's Never even more, heard of that. It's really fun. Yeah. You can bid on sets. So it's kind of like a... What's the what's the main leading one now? Everyone does. Is it Yahoo Sports or what's I, I have no idea. I got one in Yahoo and one so on ESPN. One, right, so I got so. the I'm the split. Like you, I am three and oh in my league. It's Yahoo for this one. This one's kind of my favorite one. It's the most competitive one. What we do, we try to make it more fun than just a normal league. So what we do is every week we actually have a weekly punishment. The week winner of the league actually gets to tell the week loser, so the lowest score. What beer they wanted, they have to chug as like a punishment. That's awesome. Oh, it's amazing. And like for me, every time I I choose a beer for the loser to finish, I intentionally do like this. I write symposiums, dude. I just brag upon everybody. It's the best. Oh, you, I oh, love that's it. Awesome. Yeah. And so this year, the draft, I kind of took it up a whole new level in terms of research. And that's why we're here giving you this podcast. I did so much time and effort trying to figure out how I would have a successful season that I want to tell other people what helped me be successful. And what's cool is Yahoo actually tells you how you're doing in terms of your rating. So I am officially a platinum level fantasy player. I know. Platinum just sounds Watch out, guys. Robert coming through with that platinum rank. I know. I feel like I'm bragging on you, but... But I, I still got to let bit. you I think, know. I think he's bragging. No, I still got to let you know why you got to trust us. You know, that's all it is. Who was your first pick? So for me, in my draft, we actually get to pick where we want in the draft, depending on the place that you got. So I got sixth place last year. Uh, unfortunately, I made a trade for Brandon Cooks, thinking it would help me into the playoffs, like go further. And of course, he faced the Bears that first week of playoffs, yeah. and uh, he couldn't cut it. I really believed in the Rams. No. I thought they'd get something to get by him. But man, that Bears defense is just, just darn good. So after that trade, I got sixth place. And so coming into this year, everybody one through five actually picked one through five as their spot. I like that idea. Yeah, the, that you like, got, like yeah, it's fun. It's definitely mm. a good time. So then now I'm in sixth place and I'm looking and I definitely don't want the sixth pick. To me, I love my running backs for straight off the top. And so I didn't want an elite wide receiver. So I thought it was more value to actually go eighth. And my plan, actually, I was trying to get Travis Kelsey. But at 13, at 8, I was totally okay with taking Dalvin Cook. I even debated a little bit between Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb. But honestly, the thing that sold me over the edge for Dalvin Cook, um, he was going to get the ball more. They've been talking about it with the Vikings. He could catch better than Chubb. And also strength of schedule. I looked at strength of schedule so much for all the players that I picked. And I honestly think that was the best thing that gave me an advantage to start off this 3-0 and season. But on the way back, I wanted to get that tight end one because last year the tight end was such a struggle. I it just was wanted so to, pivotal. It was yeah. so pivotal. I just wanted to lock it in essentially. That's kind of what I was going for my strategy. And so far it has worked out. 
For the last two out of the three weeks, I've actually had the highest score. The one week I didn't have the highest score, I had the second highest score. So my strategy has been working out golden. And this last week, oh man, it was competitive, man. I had won the game 167 to like 164, just sitting on the edge of my seat. And I had the Rams wide receivers. So Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup came in clutch. He saved me. And I had to catch the person to try to beat him. And that second touchdown, man, I jumped up. I was so and it was awesome. That's what I actually think are similarities. When I first met Robert, we just started talking about who's on our team and we both have Robert Woods. I have Brandon Cooks also, so I'm going risky with two Rams receivers. So Honestly, you know, I love the stack. Like I do like it. This year, the Rams, they're, we knew we, they weren't going to run the ball as much. Todd Gurley has been li- like, he's got those knee injuries essentially and with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, you take your pick, you get two thirds of the Rams offense. Of course, they haven't been as prolific as they were last year. I mean, Brandon Cooks was awesome against Cleveland, 118 yards. He's been great the last two weeks. Eight he's, receptions. He's been balling. I, the Robert Woods-Brandon Cooks debate is always so tough. It's tough. But to me, that that Cooper Cup value, mm-hmm. I got him super late. I think it was like fifth round. He is a stud So how do you feel about that? That's a good question. My dad, this is my dad's theory. He never likes to pick two players off the same team, essentially like a quarterback and a person yeah. on that team. Oh, I, I totally disagree Four bye weeks or say that team does bad yeah just all doing that or somehow i think about like oh he's doing mad someone else has to pick up the load yeah to me i i love the stat like i just focus in on good teams it's just as simple as that if you got multiple parts i will take it like if you have multiple patriots like philip dorsett's been balling Julian Edelman's been balling. Tom Brady's been balling. Um, you can do same with the Chiefs. Every Chiefs player I want a piece of, you know? I love it. Like, I love it. Yeah, so all those stacks. So speaking of stacks, tell me a little bit about your draft strategy going into this year, Aiden. My number one is always draft running backs early. And what do you feel about that, drafting running backs? I think that's the most pivotal. 100%. Now, the... In the first six rounds, I I try to make an emphasis of getting at least three running backs. I I mean, it obviously depends how the board falls to you, but I think picking those running backs early, they're so crucial because the late running backs, man, they are so tough to hit on. Like, I think you have a lot better shot. Wide receivers just way deeper. You can always get talent super late in the draft, but running backs, that's not necessarily the case. Seriously, and that ends up being the position that determines who wins and loses the game oh, or the time. league too is yeah. who has the pivotal running back my my three running backs i have not moved out of my starting lineup so i have been yeah it's been chris carson mark ingram and dalvin cook um chris carson if he keeps fumbling with the maybe. fumbles what's up with butterfingers yeah, are they? I, I hate him. it yeah but hey is it like three fumbles or something in the yeah league? it's bad three oh, fumbles yeah. in three weeks but p carroll still trusting him he says he's gonna give him one more week but did you see his face he got hit by a football yeah yeah and he yeah, like yeah. stitches yeah so I, I am looking at Rashad Penny as a little bit of backup, but okay. for now, I'm still rolling with Carson. As long as the coaches, I am too. So we agree on number one tip. Let's go on to number two. And my number two tip, pick safe early and upside late. Yeah, yeah. I think especially in the first two rounds. I totally get that. Yeah. Like you want to pick somebody you know you can rely on. That's your right. fantasy foundation, essentially. I think it's better to have a running back who is a virtual lock for a thousand yards than than like if you then the risky people people like who went in on todd Gurley this year man they (sighs) i was one about to be one of those people oh (laughs) yeah they're having a tough time this year so not just running backs you also got to talk about the wide receivers for me i took them in round three and five and i actually went with the double stack on the rams wide receivers no and i agree with that i totally agree with that my only thing which robert knows about me which we disagree on is i always stay away from rookie receivers yeah that's just my thing 
I, this early in the draft, I totally understand that. Like rookie wide receivers are are riskier, right? But I like to take my shot late, man. I, I love, I love. I think it's just personal experience because in general, what from I've noticed, rookie wideouts don't simply produce just as much. Like over the years, very few rookies have had a thousand yard seasons. Yeah, I it, don't even remember the last one. Yeah, so. it's tough when you get burned for sure. It like. Like I said, I got burned by Cooks last year, and that's why I went Woods on this one. Um, you you know, they stick with you, those burns, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true. So this brings us to basically done with the first six picks, and kind of around the eighth pick is where we started talking about quarterbacks. And you got a rule on that, Aiden. Wait on quarterbacks. And it's funny because I totally did not listen to my own tip this year, <laughs> and uh, I got a quarterback second round. All right. And I got Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Hey, when you love someone and you got to go grab it, uh, I mean, fantasy is a game of emotion. I totally get it's it. It's not even that I love him. It's just every list said draft Deshaun. Yeah. And I am usually pick the top five quarterbacks, the Breezes, the Rodgers, the Brady. Now it's a new era. Yeah. All those guys are like almost bottom of the barrel quarterbacks. Even Philip Rivers funny. I would have yeah. rather have maybe. I oh, like yeah. Philip. I'm a big Philip guy. And that's why you draft late. To me, I totally get what you're saying. I had a tier of quarterbacks too. And I like I like to look for value in terms of quarterbacks. I think the bottom of my first tier for me was going to be Cam Newton. Oh, I think okay. he was after him. There was a little bit of a drop off. I think it went Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, people like that. And I was just nervous. I hadn't seen it from him yet. I, I wasn't ready to accept those guys. So Cam Newton was kind of my late value quarterback. Obviously, that didn't work out. But you see it early and you make your moves. The draft is about evaluating and then you pivot during the season if you need to. Yep. So week two after that Buccaneers game, it was awful. I knew Cam wasn't the same this year. I dropped him immediately. Luckily, Dak was still on my waiver wire before people went and got the quarterbacks that they knew they were struggling. Like I know someone with Baker Mayfield and she's been struggling for three weeks. So I was ready to pivot right away. I love that you're on the Dak train now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, top three quarterback right now. Yeah. I'm loving it. So Dak, Dak He's gonna is get my that man. payday. Soon. Yeah. He's definitely going to get that payday. Oh, yeah. The next few picks are just like kind of additional picks to your team, you know? So these aren't super crucial, but players that can be helpful. So I grabbed like Alshon Jeffrey, Robbie Anderson, kind of hitting on those late round wide receivers that still have a lot of talent. And then I grabbed Matt Breida in the 10th round. And that's just a great value. Could be a running back one later on because Coleman wasn't doing so hot in the preseason. So this is kind of your value picks. I'm not super crucial to the team. You could have some whiffs. Um, I whiffed on Anthony Miller after that and Dante Pettis, but it's okay. Like I said, the draft is just your foundation. You pivot when you hit the waiver wires after, say, week one, week two. The next important rule is kind of the defenses. Draft kickers and defenses late. And again, another tip I didn't follow on myself because I think I picked, I think I was the the second person in the whole league to pick a defense. All right. And well, that was Jacksonville. So these are Aiden's <laughs> rules. He likes to break. <laughs> but um, yeah, for me, I think the defense, I always pick that almost dead last. Um, who's your defense again? So that's the thing. I stream defenses. Every week I'm changing it up. Right. Uh, I look for who's the best value at that position. I for me, smart. I think kicker is actually something you can kind of go into. I like to pick them in like the 13th round mm-hmm. when they're still elite kickers. So. Mm-hmm. At that point, my bench has already panned out. I've taken only running backs, wide receivers throughout the whole bench, essentially. And that like chance of a breakout wide receiver at that point is pretty low. 
Really? Um, right. For me, I'd rather just go and grab an elite kicker. I took the Chiefs kicker, and I feel great about it. I, it's somebody I don't have to worry about. It's an offense and that I know somebody, right? Always... Butker? You have Butker. I have Butker. We both have Butker. Yep. Repping the Butker train, which <laughs> I, I wasn't going to go like Will that. Lutz. <laughs> yeah, Lutz is another good one. That's what I'm saying. You just grab, you want to grab like a the kicker. Indoor kickers. Yeah, that makes sense. I I like to grab a kicker on a prolific offense. You know they're always going to be driving, always close to the field goal range. So, like, that's a position where it hasn't necessarily been picked. So, for me, like, I went kicker, and then I went defense, and then my very last pick, I still got Justin Jackson. So, there's still value to be had in the last picks. So, that's our draft recap. Thanks for tuning in to our first ever episode of the Park Raider Fantasy Mutiny. Keep checking those strength of schedules to put yourself in the best position to succeed. And come back next week. We'll be back even longer to give you the welcome to the crew waiver wire, the starts and sits of the week, or what we like to call them, receive the booty or walk the plank. Yep, we thought of every pirate pun there is. We're going to be bringing it to you next week on the Park Raider Fantasy Mutiny.